Hi, I am Chris, aka Meekness Fan, and welcome to episode 26 of the Grubcast. We are already at half a year's worth of podcast. That's a scary thought to have. I don't like that. I don't like that, that either, means... Sean Wolf Chaos on. What is something you do like? Uh, you, sometimes. M- more like 33% of the time. That is more than I usually get. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Kevin the Golden Bolt. Hi, <laughs> that means that you can see our baby bump. We're six months pregnant. Uh, congratulations to oh. M. He's the one delivering. Uh, so <laughs> he's not a doctor, but that's going to be what's going to, you're going to see a VTuber baby on his screen one day. I'm going to make him do that now. <laughs> God, I can't imagine anything he would object to more than everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, all those feel, words were wrong. Every yeah, single I one. I feel like he'd just be like, no. Well, it's too late. It's on air now. So now he can't stop yeah. it. Hi, Justin J. Tart 9. How are you? Oh, Please don't talk def- about being pregnant. The the fame yeah, talk about it. The fame really did feel? Dra- drag me down. Um, How did it feel? Yeah, I've been good. Uh, Craving weird things. Have, the cramping <laughs> has stopped. It subsided. I've only eaten peanut butter and pickles twice today. Uh, I mean that's normal. But, but you're not even you. pregnant. No, he is. I did. I, did, oh, okay. did, I literally didn't ask. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we have Christopher Mykonos fan. Hello, Christopher. What are we doing here today? Oh. Hi, I'm Christopher Meekness fan. <laughs> no, you did introduce yourself. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I finally remembered for once to introduce myself, and Justin had me like, "What? Wait, oh, yeah, hi." So what, what we're talking about today is game series that lost us that we used to love, but mm-hmm. what they could do to win us back. And I know Justin threw it to me because I warned him I'm going to throw it right to him immediately because he kind of stole my first choice, Justin. Yes, I, I just wanted to make sure that someone was introducing the topic. Um, and I like this topic a lot because it's a very Justin good gave me 50 off. seconds. He's like, you don't have that episode started? I'm going to do it. What do you mean? I, I, I like this topic a lot because it gives us a lot of jump jumping off points to uh, really talk about some series that have maybe gone on the wayside. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one that Chris and I mutually agreed on was Assassin's Creed um, because, man, those like first four games because it was assassin's creed one <laughs> assassin's creed two brotherhood and revelations mm-hmm. those were all really 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 strong games and then you got to assassin's creed three which tried to be a little bit more experimental but i liked it a lot of people didn't and then they took the part of experimentation that people really liked from assassin's creed three and made it its own assassin's creed game in, in assassin's creed four which was black flag and that was the point for me where i kind of fell off the series um as I'll a go side a step mode, further. Sorry, uh, I'll, I'll say after Brotherhood, it fell off. I don't think Revelations was that good. You don't think so? That game, that game was like five hours long. It was super short. They changed the multiplayer, which was the one really cool, innovative thing they did in Brotherhood. Uh, it, it just, I liked the idea of them going to Constantinople, but um, other than that, it just kind of was more game. And it yeah, just I mean, kind of felt like, oh, now we're doing this every year instead of Brotherhood being a one off because Ezio was so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they kind of just use Revelations to close off Ezio's story. Yeah, and they which is good at least. Yeah, and they introduced Hook Blades, which I mean, cool. Um, they used them. They never used it again. Never. They, once. It, that was like that was the point at which it was like, okay, it's very clear. It's that and bombs because they were like, oh, you can customize all your bombs, and they just never at any point went back to that. And so I um not to not to jump on your own uh, your game here, but I remember I played one two. Uh, one and two back to back right before Brotherhood was coming out. I bought Brotherhood, mm. put a ton of time into Brotherhood, and then they announced Revelations like a month later. And I was like, oh, I'm never playing these games again. 
Like I just immediately was like, no, I'm good. I don't need the, too much of this. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, it's it a shame because I love those games for the short year that I played them. I wonder they if it was even like, a month. I feel like it was really soon. It was really quick after. I'm trying to give him <laughs> some leeway here because I could be misremembering, but mm-hmm, it was yeah. like because it was that and Fallout New Vegas and Halo Reach all came out the same month or the, in, within the same 30 day span, give or take. And yeah. on a high school uh, student's budget. That was not happening, buying all three yeah. of those at once. Yeah. Yeah, you get one, maybe two if you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. I was but um, like you go. I was curious, Justin, what made you fall off around four? Because that's also three is kind of what kicked me to the curb, so to speak, and four is where I kind of just let go and stopped caring. And I, not so much on the qualities of four, but I'm curious where you're at on that. Like, I don't remember the name. I think it was Con at Edward Conway. Was the name of the was, assassin think, in four? Yeah, Edward was four. I think Connor. Yeah, Ken, Connor. Connor Kenway was in. Yeah, yeah, Three. yeah. That was yeah. it. Connor Kenway. I really so Connor Kenway was a not like going from Ezio to Connor. It felt like a really big downgrade in terms of personality of the player, the character you're playing as, because mm-hmm. Ezio's like so like well spoken and charming, and then Connor's just like I don't want to be here, kind of. Um. Right. But I really, 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 this was the thing that people really didn't like in three, but I loved in three was the uh, the homestead. I loved watching all of these characters in the homestead kind of uh, develop throughout the story and you keep bringing supplies back to the homestead and you keep building new things in the homestead and you just see this whole thing develop as you keep going along the story. I really mm-hmm. liked that. I also really liked how they had to get more creative with the verticality because they didn't have the densely populated cities like they did in the first four games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they did that was using the forests of uh, colonial America and using those branches as like your basically your like crowded. Um, yeah. Like uh, cityscapes. And that was you jumping across from there. The thing that really made me not love it as much in four was that they really didn't have any of the really cool vertical aspects that I really liked of Assassin's Creed. Because in my memory, it's like that and Prince of Persia that are the only games that really did that, right? Sly Cooper. Like at the time? Sly Cooper. <laughs> Sly Cooper did it at first. At the time, yeah. Didn't matter. Um, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it really mattered, it would have gotten more play. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Gosh. I, it, it, they lost a lot of the verticality because you were on the boat most of the time. Mm-hmm. and they also had didn't they would it was going from island to island so you didn't have a chance to have super thick dense jungles or super thick dense cities you kind of had a little bit of each and it really lost me just not being able to have that usual assassin's creed um gameplay loop and now the new games have that whole new combat style too which is a lot more like a like a soulsy for honor kind of deal with like, I mean, that's kind of what the games already like would have mm-hmm. gone to because they were just Arkham. They were proto Arkham before Arkham came out. Yeah. But the way combat went in third person adventure games after the Souls games really took hold, they're all kind of that way. And I think that that's, that's where those games should have gone no matter what, uh, combat wise. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think you're right, um, but I just like the, the fluidity of that Batman, Arkham, Spider Man like, hit dodge. Yeah. Which they still can do that, from what I understand. The thing, the, the thing that really killed me was I three should have been one that I loved, but again, because of the way that they they just forced Brotherhood or, uh, Revelations and they forced that annualization, that's around the time that they fired off. I believe they fired off or they moved 
the person responsible for writing the meta story of the present day Assassin's Creed stuff. So it was around Brotherhood where it's like, okay, now it's kind of going off the rails, but it almost works when you fight the Pope. Uh, And then um, swear jar. And then uh, for Pope, not for the other word. And then um, (laughs) in Revelations, they do something even like dumber. I don't remember what that one was, but I know what they do at the end of three. And they just wipe the story that was continuing these games all along. Uh, even if it was hanging on by a thread, I really liked that that meta story was there. So once they killed that, I'm like, I don't really care anymore. Like now it's like, whatever. And it's uh, a shame because I uh, go ahead, Chris, go ahead. Oh, that's just what I was going to mention back to Justin. Cause I like that Justin had like actual gameplay reasons, but for me, it was basically, I cared so much about that modern story. I was so interested in that, where that was going. I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion looking back because so many people just cared about the main past stuff but i don't I was... think it's unpopular i think it's just that now in retrospect we all say we thought it was stupid i think that's kind of like <laughs> a, a changed opinion sort of thing because it oh. turned out badly that's that's the way i see it at least because that people were gripped by that in one and two in my circles at least where i was out online people were not into it and i felt like a weirdo i was like i think it's cool i want to see where it goes i want to see yeah. what's up right i don't care that he's related to every assassin in existence swear jar again excuse me um but uh i'm paying a lot this week but um yeah no it was it was that but then it was also um that the first game on next gen was unity which was french revolution the most primed for uh assassin's creed content that any uh that any assassin's creed game could have history wise sorry i'm losing my train of thought here but the french revolution is one of the most interesting points in history full stop it's one of the most uh uh, important moments the important pivot points into how we look at modern society and so for that game to have been a the one that had multiplayer which is really rad and b a buggy mess until they eventually fixed it but no one cared by that point it just it just kind of killed everything dead Mm -hmm. so it it, that that's really what got me because i the french revolution should have brought me back yeah, and they have that fully fleshed out, um, modeled version of Notre Dame. Like they did mm-hmm. a phenomenal job of bringing uh, French Revolution Paris to life. And I was so burned out by the franchise from Black Flag that I just never even gave it a second look. Um, yeah. It's a good Sean. thing that they're taking that boat stuff and putting it into its own game, right? Skull and yeah. bones. Skull, Skull and, bones. and bones. It's only been a decade. Yeah. It'll come around eventually. Sean, I'm curious one if you had any. Like, input. I've I've played a little bit of Assassin's Creed. It never really like clicked with me. I played one and two, um, and I thought it was okay. Uh, I really like Black Flag. <laughs> Black Flag I had a lot of fun with, but I think it was more so that I was a pirate than anything. So it's just outside of that. I guess the most Assassin's Creed stuff I have would be <clears throat> some similarities to that in the Arkham games and even Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, even though those are kind of like their own things. But like, there's a lot of similar DNA in between the two. But other than that, I don't really have like too much experience with Assassin's Creed, if I'm being honest. Like, I watched some friends play, but it just never, never clicked with me. My friends tried to make me play Revelations, but I was like, eh, no. If not, you not didn't play Brotherhood just, either, it wouldn't have made sense. It's just Brotherhood too, and I love yeah. Brotherhood. Brotherhood's one of my favorite games from that era because mm. I also like I was studying Latin at the time in school, so like I loved the fact that we went to Rome, even if it mm. was like crumbled Italy, Rome. It was all of Rome. It was huge, and yeah. it was it was so so cool to see that specific uh, area, and then see Ezio recreate the Brotherhood and all that stuff, and then Revelations is just more of that, except with worse multiplayer. 
<laughs> Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Blades. Oh. Don't forget the hook blades. The hook blades are important. There's no reason for them to have had multiplayer, but Brotherhood did it so uniquely in like that weird spy versus spy. Eight. It was like eight players, all free for all, and it's a circle of like you hunt down one person, they're hunting the next person, and so you're each hunting somebody else in the circle. Mm-hmm. And so you had to hide from your chaser while chasing somebody down and figuring out which person in the crowd with that character model is the assassin. And it was so, it was so, it's so neat. Cool. It's really they, cool. they didn't, they call of duty it in revelations because they added a bunch of extra perks and like, Oh, you got to hit level 14 to get this perk and all that stuff. And it was mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. makes sense that they would didn't they have that. like liberation in the middle of all that too. Liberation was the, the Vita game that came out with three. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. With three, it was the 2012. So yeah. Yeah. And did Rogue come out with Unity or Syndicate? Rogue came out with Unity because that was the last-gen match to Unity. Because for right. some yes. reason they made a last-gen and next-gen game. And you um, hear that one's good, but by that point, who on earth is going to... Yeah. Go back like the most hardcore. at their Xbox 360, yeah. Especially, like, the thing with Rogue was, like, you were playing as a Templar. Like, that was a really interesting concept that I guess they didn't actually play with, from what I understood. And then... That checks out. So from from what I'm hearing, it kind of sounds like it's more so burnout with the series where they just keep doing like similar things over and over again. And like yeah, they have these I cool mean, ideas, but like it's just it's a it's, it's a Ubisoft game. That's all. Yeah. It's, for me, it's same a, with Far Cry. Yeah, for Far Cry, especially. Yeah. For me, it's a weird thing because like in some ways it's burnout. In some ways it's being too different because I fell off of four just because I didn't want a pirate game. Like I wanted Assassin's Creed four to be a continuation. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And for what it is, I'm, I'm sure it's fun and everything. I didn't really put any time into it just because I, I didn't want that game. Right. But yeah, it, it's sometimes it not being what I want it to be, which, hey, that's selfish. Like the open world games exist and I've tried them. I watched my friend play them and I fell asleep during them. So I I know those aren't for me. I'm not going to put any time into those games. Mm-hmm. But even um, Mirage just came out and that's supposedly an old school Assassin's yes. Creed game takes place in Baghdad, I think. Mm-hmm. But everything I looked into about the story and everything wasn't interesting. So if I sit down and think about like what can the series do to win me back when it's already making a game of that style that I kind of want, I, I guess I just want something incredibly specific from this series for it to win me back, which yeah. I... They, it's of its era. It's of its that's, era. That's really what it is. And I, I don't want them to... <laughs> Go back and retcon anything, and I'm not going to spoil Assassin's Creed 3's modern day ending, but it really just felt like they were like, again, the lead writer left, so it's easy to at least assume no one there had that much of an attachment to what was going on, and that was maybe one person's vision leading that, perhaps. But the way it ended was so. I I don't think you even got to like the modern day war, which I think is what I was actually hoping the game would eventually lead to is now you're Desmond and you're playing in a modern city, right? That, that would be and sick. How does all so this stuff sick. graft into a new age game with like actual modern day humans running around? Watch and dogs, watch, watch dogs, watch uh, dogs. And I guess Aiden Pierce and his iconic cap is where that line of thinking has to go eventually. But I kind of just want them to say, screw the modern day ending of three. Screw making money on this one because no one anymore cares let's make a game for chris and make a desmond miles assassin's creed and just actually go back and try to capture that weird flash in a pan 2012 conspiracy theory y2k into the world 
bullshit nonsense. Yeah. And just kind of throw shit at the wall. And maybe if it doesn't stick, it sucks. And I come back and I'm like, why on earth did they do that? But I just want to. Yeah. I just want to see it. This used to be like one of my favorite series. Like it was Sonic and Assassin's Creed and then whatever else back then I was into. But like I was into Assassin's Creed. I would read up on the story all the time. I would play the games over and over. I liked the first game. I got all the flags like an idiot on one of those weirdos. And I just wanted that end chapter that we never really got. Like Mm -hmm. turning to the last page and then suddenly there's like 30 more books behind it. Right. Remember when they had uh, they cut two chapters of two out for DLC in the middle? (laughs) Yes, I do remember that. that. And I bought those DLC chapters and I played them. And they weren't that good. No, that's why they were DLC, I guess. But yeah, no, it's (laughs) it very much felt like it was like the the WWE sort of thing where they were just writing by the seat of their pants once they added two midquels in. Because it was supposed to be one, two, three. I don't think Brotherhood was ever supposed to be planned. Mm-hmm. It was just partway through production. They got the idea that struck them of, oh, what if we did more with Ezio? And then they got the idea that struck of, what if we made infinite money by making one of these every year? And it just, once you get to that point, like you can't yeah. write, you yeah. can't write a telenovela and have it be quality. You know, yeah, you're not <laughs> writing how you're not writing for art. You're writing for the next one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that just never really works out. Um, yeah. I just, I, I think that would the, what would get me back into Assassin's Creed, I think is Chris kind of hit it on the head. I didn't really think about it, but it, I think that does really excite me. The idea of having an Assassin's Creed in the modern day mm-hmm. with, with like the hidden blades and the creeping over roofs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, that's basically what Spider-Man is like the, like the Insomniac Spider-Man games. You're creeping on roofs. No, you're doing it, stealth. The Insomniac like, Spider-Man games are infamous, modernized, if anything. That's true. Like, yeah. Infamous like, is never coming back because of Spider-Man. I'm thinking of the... That's fine. No one cares about Infamous. It's fine. Oh, um, gosh. Somewhere Brody but, is shaking violently. <laughs> like, what is he <laughs> That's why he's not on this episode. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, the, the stealth segments in Spider-Man 1 and 2 in, like, that mm-hmm. modern cityscape, that's kind of what I want. Maybe, like, in, like, a Mirror's Edge world, kind of similar to that, the way that that's all stylized. But if you're, like, in a third... If you're in, like, a third-person... Um, world where you're uh, an assassin and you're hiding in piles of paper that are like from a dystopian like <laughs> like office okay. building like, I, okay. like that's the thing i'm thinking I, god i'm just thinking of like uh because a couple of days we did like the worst possible video game sequels we could think of and i just remember like making i made assassin's creed chicago <laughs> and it was you just you just play as like uh, a guy who works in a restaurant and you it's just live in chicago jaden yeah, Uber driver named Jaden, uh, who just <laughs> has to call his dad for money from time to time, and you're you're still an assassin, but like you live in Chicago, just a normal everyday Chicago, and you have to Uber yourself everywhere. Mm. I'm a fan of that. It's I could even reuse Watchdogs World because no one played that. Yeah, True. exactly. Yeah. No, it has to be Chicago, specifically Chicago. I mean, they tried to reuse Watchdogs World by making another Watchdogs game, but then that didn't work either. I mean, that was a different. I mean, like, just reuse Chicago one to one. Here's yeah. the whole map from Chicago, but now you can parkour a little bit better instead of hacking phones and making people. Yeah, now you can, like, uh, jump fences. Expose oh. texts or whatever they did in that game. I forgot. Well, uh, that it, was, it was what you said. It was raise the parking stoppers from roads to smash cars, maybe if they're chasing. Oh, you. yeah. And, yeah. yeah I think yeah. that was about it. <laughs> but yeah, oh. I guess to close it off. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Justin, and I, I think maybe part of it was my overactive imagination, but like, they were so against showing the outside world in those mm-hmm. games. You could look outside 
the windows to the first game and everything was like bleary and streaky and white and then two you're like in hiding and they're like oh we, we can't let you out in the outside world i'm like what's going on what's going is on like, i gotta see that what's going on yeah is it like war of the worlds out there like what's going on or is it just yeah. normal and you don't want to be seen so i was always a little curious i feel like if they wanted to have wanted to back then they could have just went weird with it and super stylized but I think I see. I don't know that they could have because the hardware would have limited them. I always felt like they were holding off until the next gen to do anything with uh, like Assassin's Creed 4 being Desmond's game mm -hmm. because PS3 realistic cities, they didn't look good. They, they didn't like like, mm -hmm. like modern cities. Like you ever play. Um, what was that game? The prototype. That game sucked. I didn't play that. game. I did play prototype. I did play prototype. Uh, it was just infamous, but worse, but with a blander city. It was it was uh, even, uh, Xbox 360 infamous. Yeah, even it was on PS3 too. Even um, yeah, it was just that it was multi-platform. Mm -hmm. But they were both New York. They were, but the infamous New York at least had destroyed buildings. That was kind of cool. Like you know, it was like oh, here's a whole section of the city that got hit by a giant electric thing. Mm -hmm. But it was still bland. Like it took till yeah. two for them to make something interesting, and it was just that it was New Orleans, which no one did. So it's I don't know. It would have been good. tough to do. It would have been tough to do an interesting, realistic, futuristic, modernish city in the open world on 360 era. I think. Yeah. So I always thought they were That's just true. trying to kick the can to make it until four, and then they lost Pirates. the plot because Ubisoft saw money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't we all? Shame. Which do you, okay. I mean, they had that weird Assassin's Creed game on PSP too. That was a weird one. If you want to help us see money, go to patreon.com slash crub for as little as $5 a month. You can enter the founder tier, which gets you a bunch of bonus content, including uh, uh, exclusive movie and TV discussions of, of uh, recent movie releases or TV releases such as Ted Lasso seasons one through three. Um, uh, Nico has a bunch of music interviews where he makes each of us listen to a specific artist uh, to broaden our horizons and kind of test us a little and talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. All of our live streams are uh, left over there in VOD form. So uh, mm -hmm. starting soon, Trav and I are going to be playing Overcooked on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash crub underscore official if you uh, were around for the charity room back in summer. Uh, we're doing that, but just the two of us uh, because we were uh, a well-oiled machine. So we're going to go and get three stars in every Overcooked stage ever, maybe. And that'll <laughs> go over to the Patreon as well. A uh, bunch of fun stuff. Go to YouTube.com slash official for the video version of these podcasts that come out every Friday. Audioformcrub.org. Bunch of other fun stuff. Just uh, follow all those things, especially the YouTube. Leave us a review. Leave us a mean comment. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for taking the plug. I was going to do it. I haven't done it in so long. You, was like, you set it up for me, so it was right there. I also want to shout out something I forgot to at the beginning of the episode. Hello to all of our listeners in Norway. Because apparently for yes. a week, oh, we were true. Norway's number 11 gaming podcast, and I don't know why, but yeah. hello. Yeah. Shout out to Norway. 11, the number 11 gaming podcast in Norway on Apple Podcasts. So we're going to get to number one. We're going to be the number yeah. one gaming podcast in Norway. It's going to happen. Uh, all of our, our Norway listeners, tell your friends, tell your family, have them our Norwegian listeners. as well. Yes. Um, because we want to get to number one in Norway, and then we're gonna we're gonna pick a country and we're gonna take over one by one, like it's Play Gink. Play oh Play Gink. Oh, we should have started with Madagascar, but now it's too late. No, that yeah, that that could be like top five that we get. Yeah, mm. I just so, we yes. found out we were searching random stuff and we were like, oh, we're the number two hundred fifty-seven podcast in Norway. <laughs> what? And and then we found out we were at number eleven the week before, and it's like, oh shit. We gotta, yes. we gotta make this happen. Yeah. So if you're in Norway, leave a review, leave a comment somewhere. I just want, I just want to show <laughs> yeah. of hands to be like, hey, I'm partially doxing myself. Here I am. 
Uh, thank I, you. I don't know anybody from Norway who listens. Like, I don't, I can't think of anybody from Norway in like my fan base or my community. So I, when we found that out, it was like, okay, Australia makes sense because Mini and uh, TK Hub World are both Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, US makes sense, obviously. Canada makes sense because Brody's the one person there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not the one listener. Of a country. Just yeah, not the one, the one listener. He's the only per. It's like that one yeah, uh, show, The Last Man on Earth, but it's just Brody in Canada. Yeah, The Last Man in Canada. Yeah. I'd drink his G Fuels. Crying. Drink the G Fuel. Yeah. God. That's all he drinks. God, Sean. Yeah. I want to let you talk. Me. What have you yeah, got for I, me? I would judge uh, you. So, uh, you know, it's natural that you should judge me. Everyone should judge me, actually. But, mm-hmm. uh, so I actually have two games that I wanted to bring up. One I might bring up later. We'll see. But, uh, I was a huge slut for Overwatch when it came out. Like, I was so into it. I did, like, ranked, uh, I did competitive play. I was all about it for, like, the longest time. And then my friends kind of fell off, so, like, I didn't really have a team to go with. I'd still do ranked from time to time, but, like, it wasn't the same when you're not in a, you know, party chat with people you actually know. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I would... I I like to play tanks, but I also do uh, damage. But anyway, so Overwatch 2 comes out, and they made some of the most head-scratching decisions ever. So, like, I get that... I I don't think... I don't want to cut you off, but I don't think we can just go. Then Overwatch Two came out. Like seven years passed in <laughs> yeah. that time span. You can't just you can't just say, "Oh yeah, Overwatch was good," and then seven years later, Two came out and sucked. No, no, no. We gotta we gotta go the whole. God. Okay. So like they didn't really like Man. they didn't add too much to the Overwatch format. They kept like teasing these ideas that they were they would they were going to bring to Overwatch Two and that they were going to bring to like ah uh, they were going to bring to like the gameplay and it, they just never really brought a lot of like pve stuff that like really intrigued because like they they always teased about they always teased about you know story-based missions and things like that and then that was the Mm -hmm. point of two two was supposed to be the story game two yes and so they come out with two they get rid of one tank which i'm not a fan of i know some people like but i don't like the idea of getting rid of a tank and then like changing a lot of stuff because that's the only real thing that they changed like i i have put more hours into overwatch 2 than i probably ever should have but yeah, it seriously felt for, like they just took people away. It was weird. Yeah. They, for they, clarity for non-Overwatch people, taking yes. away a tank means going from six teams to five-person teams, right? Yes. So you had okay. six teams, which were two tanks, uh, two DPS, and two healers. But mm-hmm. now it's one tank, two DPS, and two healers. That's for it's, the ideal makeup, right? Like, you can still change whatever. You can play whatever character you want. <sighs> someone else hasn't played them, d- right? D- depends on the... Uh, depends on your... If you're playing rank, mode, but, no... Yeah, yeah oh, if you're playing okay. ranked, you okay. have to be those five. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's because it kind of because you do need a you need a healer with your tank, like pretty much no matter what. But they they set up Overwatch to have like off tanks, and then they had to rework everybody. Um, Somber is still messed up, and I love Somber. But anyway, so Overwatch Two comes out. The battle pass is just a whole mess. Um, they really 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 mess with like the fan base because they were again the whole reason they made overwatch 2 was for the story mode and whatever and not bobby crap but they <laughs> promised so much they haven't delivered on pretty much any of it and so currently they have a they, they, it's all about the money and which i they get, just re-released but, the same game again just to sell yeah. it to you and then they said they were going to put extra things into that new version that you bought and then yeah they and, didn't. and then they actively said we're not doing it yeah, and then the progression system's, like, so much worse in the first game because, like, 
the first one you get like loot crates and you get a bunch of stuff and it's like okay cool but like now like you have to earn coins and by getting the coins even just playing free you mm-hmm. have to put like so many hours just to buy like one costume whereas before you could buy like a crate and like maybe you'd get like one or two things that you didn't have before but then you'd get like extra coins because you had you know something you didn't have before right. uh i mean you had a duplicate i mean which they definitely oh. did that to try and get rid of get around all the loot box laws that were um coming out <laughs> yeah which i get but at the same time it's like they if you're part they, of the they, reason why these laws are being made then I don't I, know. yeah but so <laughs> not only that um so currently they have a battle pass and this this one upsets me they have a battle pass going on currently where the final one is like a little bit of costume because you know diablo 4 blizzard all that fun stuff but you have to pay for the costume and it's not like you know a five dollar skin i think last time i looked it was twenty dollars you have to pay twenty dollars for this one skin that's almost as much as lightning mcqueen and rocket league cost and that's actually good though god god what the heck i would i would buy Wait, i never please. get i never get spending more than five dollars for a costume i never get it let me walk back and understand do you do do you not get that justin yeah if you of all people justin yeah. no sorry just to clarify do you pay for the battle pass never watch two and then the costumes on top of it you, you can you can you can okay. buy the battle pass because there's some things you're just not gonna be able to get you know in the free game which okay. is kind of it is what it is um Right. But with that said, like it, the progression is just so daunting in that game anymore, where it's just like it feels like you're just bashing your head against the wall over and over and over and over and over. And mm-hmm. it just it it doesn't really give you much incentive to play like it, it, I don't know. It's just I, I love the character designs. I love a lot of the ideas that uh, like every character has like a counter to another character and so on and so forth. Um, right. But. The issue for me is it lost a lot of its soul because it was just it just felt like they threw it out there. And I I just sit here and I wonder, like, what did you spend all that time developing those seven years to make Overwatch minus a tank? Especially near the end of Overwatch 1's lifespan in the lead up to two, because they stopped putting stuff out for one. But the idea was like, well, okay. Two is coming out, so I guess we'll just hold off and wait for that, right? But right. then two was... It, it, and the thing, that, the thing that bothers me, personally, is all my stuff did not transfer over with my, uh, my, my, my account, because I didn't have my PlayStation account linked with my Battle.net account, and then when I tried to do it, it was like, alright, cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, you missed your deadline, uh, so you don't get everything that you Is were supposed to. Homework excitement? Sorry. Deadline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a deadline. It was. Yeah, it was just. It, Chris but is anyway, this week. I hate it. I hate what? it. I. No, I yeah. said Chris is eating this week on the swear jar. On the swear oh. jar, yeah. Oh shoot. Uh, yeah, I caught that one. <laughs> uh, but I, I, like, I don't. I don't know if any of you like really got into Overwatch. Um, I did. I casually played it for a few months. Yeah, I got into the beta mm. and I played one hour of it. And then I was like, just the same as with Destiny. I was like, cool. I never need to play this again. <laughs> That's fair. Never did. No, it. I mean, I mean, it was a thing that my friends and I would play in college. And it was like one of our things what we could do because it was on PC. Um, yeah. And it was also cross play, like technically. So you could play with other platforms, too. It was like one of the first cross play games that was really big at yeah. the time. Um. And it was a ton of fun, 
messing around in a lot of the modes that were uh, like you could like they basically had custom lobbies like custom games in Halo. Mm-hmm. But um, you could set them up to be like, oh, there's no cooldowns on your uh, skills and stuff like that. So you can just fly around with Junkrat and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they, um, I used to play like Lucio Ball where you just like would run around in like this little uh, soccer field and just like push this ball back and forth it, and just play soccer like that all day. It was literally Rocket League, but Lucio. It was great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it had a lot of charm at the beginning. I actually had a box of Lucio O's on my shelf back then, back in the day. God. Oh, my. Um, Were those tasty? Like, really Did you ever eat them? Uh, they were just kind of like vanilla flavored, but they were colored to be yellow and green. They weren't great. You should put mm. them in a bowl with your new Roy figure <laughs> and put milk in it. The people Gosh. who are listening to the people who are listening to this episode, um, I in the pre-show, which is why you should watch the pre-show on Twitch or uh, YouTube, wherever we're streaming that week. Um, I got a new Roy statue and I unboxed it on the pre-show for everybody to watch. He dropped it twice. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. so you got to you got to subscribe to the Patreon to see that because that's yeah. where it lives now. All, yeah. all pre and post show content is only live or for the patrons. Exactly. So. And every but, every yeah. every Patreon we get, that's also another dollar towards the jar that it's going in. True. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, that the they had such cool ideas for that first year of Overwatch where it really felt alive, where they had the snowball mm. fight and they had Lucio Ball and they had the Olympics because the Olympics were that year. So they had like mm. different themes and then just. As live service games go, when a lot of that creativity starts to drain, there's not as much cool content that really wants you, makes you to want to come back and play your game anymore. Yeah, and that's and why I'm like also, oh, that's why Overwatch Two was like so exciting because it was like they had progressions for certain characters where you could like do PVE and like get better with them like on your own time. They had all these ideas for story modes because like Overwatch characters have some of the like craziest lore but like you would never know it just by playing the game and it, again they just like completely dropped the ball i'm sorry kevin i cut you off you can stab no me i was gonna say as live service games go it was also a full price game it's not it's not just a live yeah. service game it's a 60 dollar game like mm-hmm. it wasn't rocket league where it was technically 20 bucks but it was free because everyone got it on ps plus it wasn't Fortnite where it's free unless you bought the original version i guess but even then mm-hmm. like yeah like it was a sixty dollar game and it stayed that way. I don't think it ever went free to play. No, right? Well, actually, I don't. No. I, maybe I by don't the end, Overwatch, no. maybe did there Overwatch was a... two go to free to play. Overwatch two was free to play. Uh, but... It wasn't gonna be though. That was yeah. the thing. Is that that, that they, they wanted you to pay for PvE. that? Yeah, yeah. And they then... dropped the PVE, and then that's when it went free to play. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because then that's whenever. Because uh, then they shut down the server for Overwatch one, so people would download Overwatch two, and then it was all like, make sure you link your account from Overwatch one to Overwatch two, and make sure it's the Battle.net thing. And I mean, they didn't transfer all my stuff over. I got a lot of stuff because thank God, because if I didn't get my Fairer outfits that I spent hours <laughs> to get, I'd be pissed. But uh, and Reinhardt, uh, those are my two mains, but no one really cares about that. Um, but another game that uh really came to mind was Sean. Wait. Oh, I oh shut up. You didn't tell us how it could win you back. Oh, just by adding the stuff they should have added since day one when they announced Overwatch 2. Just do the stuff you said you were going to do. Make the story missions. Do the progression. Actually, well, loot boxes. Give you the game they sold you? Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> just be what you were supposed to be. Like that is That is the biggest issue for me is that they promised so much and then took it all away. And they, they even made like a new character now. Uh, I forget his Maui name. But he's from- basically... Yeah, Maui. Moana, but he looks yeah. he looks a lot of fun because I like playing tanks because I have a savior complex. Uh but 
It, it's like, like sure, actually you... Maui from Moana. Yeah, no. it's not, like not a, actually, but like it's like great value Maui. Like it's like just okay because Gibraltar's also Maui from Moana. So I was like, wait, yeah. this is more Maui from Moana. This is oh, like yeah, they, change your yeah, tattoos a and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh yeah, they just were like, hey, what if we just put Maui in this? Which again, he has to do with bat. No one cares about the lore. I'm shutting up. Um, but yeah, just do the stuff that you said you were gonna do, and I'll be I back. I think that's how I would have gotten more back into it, I guess, because I played for maybe three, four months with my friend. And even in that span, just the grind of getting into games with people who are trying very hard, even in casual. Yeah. Playing on the same maps. And then maybe once in a while you get thrown a new map and like maybe once in a while you get thrown a new character. But after a while, it's like I needed something else to really keep invested in that. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think. I dropped off right when Doomfist was added for reference, if that's even his name, the, the yeah, Fist guy. Yeah, Doomfist. Yeah, yeah Doomfist. Yeah. And I think that's why, I w- A, if they'd renounced all their weird Hong Kong-isms at the time, the weird stances they took with all that stuff in their competitive scene, because that yeah, always left they the just, They taste. killed their own competitive scene. Multiple, they straight like, up just killed with their own that, competitive but scene. But then also they killed it recently. They just, they were they like, just we're not killed Overwatch League. Out. They were just like, we're not, we're done. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what There's was a- even the gain of doing that weird thing in the first place? <laughs> there were Overwatch teams. Like, that was one of the first, like, proper, like, cities had teams. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, yeah, team, and I think London always won. I don't care. I think so. Um, I don't know. I was, but... I was... Go, go ahead, Justin. Um, they have a building. They have an entire stadium that they built for the Overwatch team in Philadelphia. Yes. And the Overwatch team doesn't exist anymore. So I don't yeah. know what they're doing with that building. Oh. It's owned by the same people that own the Wells Fargo Center and own the G4. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's probably oh. used for the G4 base for a little while, I'm going to guess. <laughs> probably. Um, oh, not anymore. I was oh. going to say, to yeah. take this in a different direction, uh, I had a couple games that I was going to mention that I could think of that I don't really have good uh, answers on how to make them better, but I can say how they lost me. Halo... Mm. Uh, the, just all of it it just Hi, got hello. bungled it's here again. it just got Take it shot. just got bungled nobody won the bungee the bungee 343 uh, the bungee 343 microsoft split everyone lost that yeah uh there's no way yeah. to bring it back it's dead they they've shown yeah. that it's not even like a b tier game to them anymore it's done uh so that's dead it's not changing i wish it would but they've they've shown for over a decade they don't have any idea what they're doing it's and i don't say that about developers too not to jump on you here, but it it's yeah. kind of reminds me of the Death by a Thousand Cuts thing, because recently the thing with Halo Infinite was that they're making the armor sets work for everything now or whatever, right? They were Oh, are they? It took them two years after the game came out for that, and uh, three years after it was supposed to come out. Cool. They're, they're doing that, but since it now technically equips onto more pieces or whatever, how it works in the game, they're going to charge more for them? Yeah. Why? <laughs> you have it's, 10 players left. It's like they had the option between good PR and bad PR, and was like, well, what about bad PR. Remember was just... when season season four <laughs> launched uh right around e3 it wasn't in their e3 sizzle reel for microsoft yeah i remember that they didn't mention halo at e3 at all Easiest uh, thing no in the world that's not the one while. that's not the one i was going to mention especially when it was microsoft e3 wasn't that good uh it was all i don't remember what it was there at this point honestly um see if they use probably whatever i think it was fable um, that was their fable they were like fable oh yeah yeah. yeah, but they didn't even show much gameplay of Fable. No, it was, it was, no, it was just a, a CG trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the frog eating something. It was yeah. like, oh, Fable. But that, was, that wasn't what I was going to mention because we've we've gone over that a few times on the podcast before and there's nothing more to say. Mm. Uh, another one that came to mind was Need for Speed. Uh, it only lost me because they kind of 
they just kind of lost their way as they moved away from the, the original team and now it's criterion that does all the need for speed mm-hmm. so blood not blood um burnout and need for speed both kind of died from the same merger of mm-hmm. criterion taking over need for speed because the games are all kind of samey now. I, I don't know what you do to fix that problem. But like the early, like most wanted carbon sucked. But like that era, most wanted, even Pro Street, they were just so, so good. And I don't know how you bring that like almost like a mid-2000s grungy vibe back to them where they're just kind of arcadey and stupid because people yeah. want super realistic racers now. And I'd um, worry if they tried to intentionally go back to that, it would just fall flat and feel try hard or yeah. weird or I off, think, right? I think. Ghost Games made the most recent three. It was the uh, Untitled Need for Speed 2015, uh, Heat, and the new one that just came out. Uh, the one that like has like the the underground hip hop scene aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name, but those are apparently all really good. Like mm-hmm. those apparently kind of brought it back. Um, whatever the case, there's not much to add to that either because I don't know what you can do to bring it back. Instead, the the way that I want to go is. Talk about a game series that had lost me that did somehow make it back uh, to kind of take it a little more positive instead of us uh, waxing hopeful and uh, sad the entire time. Remember that? Remember that? Good remember, that like? remember when the shit was good? It's not good yeah. anymore. Instead of waxing negative about all these things, uh, I'm going to talk about something that's not still good, but that still won me back anyway. And that's Pokemon. I uh, don't think that Pokemon, I don't think it's controversial to say that Pokemon is not very good right now. Uh, It's probably at the lowest point that it's been in terms of game quality. Scarlet and Violet are a a disaster and a travesty against all things man and God. And yet (laughs) I enjoyed them. I enjoyed Violet a lot. I didn't anticipate that I would. It made me go and get Arceus, which I enjoyed even more because that game's really actually good. Despite Remember when that game was the one that, oh, it looked bad. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out we didn't know what we had. Um, yeah, no, that that game, like even seeing it, I was kind of also a little like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, but like, I really liked how it looks battle wise. So, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I was really surprised how well yeah. it was done. Now, let me let me go back and, and say when Pokemon lost me, because it's lost me a couple times. One, just from the usual growing up that happens uh, mm-hmm. when I so I had Gen 1, 2 and 3, of course. Uh, though I never played the Hoenn games because I had Leaf Green and my friend had Hoenn. So mm-hmm. we just kind of traded and had like a near complete decks. I thought Diamond and Pearl looked stupid and then I got Platinum and it was one of my favorites. I fell into uh, Heart Gold and I put, you know, a thousand hours into that game. And then something about Gen 5, I've said this before on the podcast, I think. Uh, it didn't sit right with me the idea of back when this was still very much gotta catch them all, that they would lock you to exclusively new Pokemon for the first set of black and white. Uh, And I still disagree with that decision, Uh, especially since now there's Legends Arceus where there are, you know, you know, Pokemon and we find out that's not that far away. Like there are regions further away that have Kanto Pokemon in them now. So Mm. let's, let's not pretend. Uh, That was a weird one. Like for first time playthrough, I was like, yeah, sure. But if you ever wanted to replay it or do like challenge runs or anything, that was such a weird limiting choice. Yeah, you're limited. And to clarify, like my thing is like, Obviously, every region has a bird, but most regions still also had Pidgey or something. And I liked mm-hmm. having my Pidgey or my 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 Starly. I liked having one safe Pokemon that I was mm-hmm. like, I know what you do, so I can like have you there in the background in a pinch if I need you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with new moves and new, you know, when they the physical special splits, for example, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Even as they changed the mechanics, there was some level of okay, there's some known with the unknown. I didn't need a new Geo dude. 
I we, we don't need another rock. That's just a rock. We can just have the same one. Save your energy. Anyway, I um I fell off around then because I did not like that decision whatsoever. And I didn't pick it back up until Sun and Moon. And with Sun and Moon, I they got me with the advertising. They got me with the 20th anniversary. Oh, it's it's a celebration, you know, whatever. And I bought Sun and Moon, and I actually did enjoy them somewhat, mostly. Like, I don't remember anything about the story besides the main beats, but I mm. remember getting really annoyed that, you know, there's like three hours where you do nothing. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the Skyward Sword effect. And I remember just, I enjoyed the game for what it was, and then I also said to myself that if this is the direction that they're going, uh, I'm probably out at the next game. And that's partly because they did the opposite of what I wanted with, uh, from Gen 5, where they had only new Pokemon for the first Gen 5 game. And then I know that obviously there's Black and White 2. Uh, I was already like dumb teenager. Like, I don't want it. It's, <laughs> nah, it's stupid. Um, mm. Also, I think my DS broke by that point. Mm. So uh, they went from that into Sun and Moon, where I hadn't played any of Gen 5 or 6 and now, obviously, I'm now playing seven. So there are 300 Pokemon, like one third, one fourth of the total decks that I don't know. And half of the Pokemon I see in the first area are Kanto. <laughs> and I don't hate Gen 1. You know, it's like yeah. I'm not one of those anti Gen 1 or pushback people, but I shouldn't be only seeing the same Pokemon over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and not and only so are that you seeing those, not only are you seeing those, you're seeing like, um, a Lolan Rattata. So yeah, it's like it's technically is, oh, different. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's got dark type now. Cool, and I that just annoyed me in, in the opposite way because it's there's a balance and they had struck that balance successfully with every game up until, in my opinion, Gen Five from what I had understood, and I'm sure Black and White Two are better about that. They were mm -hmm. much, and I'm sure Gen Six are probably pretty okay about that considering that they only had sixty new Pokemon. There's probably some balance they struck. The but, variety in Gen 6 is great if you ever do wind up going to that. Like, you are constantly like, I don't know what to keep on my team because there's always, like, a cool new option coming in. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what you want. Like, that's that's the exact, especially with Megas and that, that Gen specifically. They had a, a new way of making old Pokemon new. Not that I ever really liked the Mega idea on paper. I thought that was a little too over-the-top Digimon-esque in the way that I've always seen it. I know it's not Digimon, but it's just kind of like, I was like, oh, it feels lesser than what, mm. what I expect from Pokemon. Anyway... I've not played Gen 8. I have it now because I enjoy Gen 9 so much, but uh, it was a little bit of the – it wasn't really the Degsit stuff, but it was the, the the statements that they had made around that point. I didn't get hung up on it. I just kind of said, I'm done. I, I don't need to have this wasted energy in my life. I don't need to go on Twitter and be angry. I just stopped talking about them and stopped paying attention to them. And so now I'm really excited to go back to Gen 8. Whenever I do, yeah. because I know nothing about it other than the weird uh, Leon, Leon, yeah, Leon, yeah, Leon, yeah, and his weird brother. I, I know, I know them. No, Hop it. is the brother. Leon Hop is, is the brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, Leon and his weird brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with a lot. So I didn't play uh, Black and White. Um, I played X and Y, and that kind of lost me. Sun and Moon, I definitely agree. Like Sun and Moon, kind of like started to win me back a little bit. And then I played Sword and Shield, and Sword and Shield was very much like a very up and down experience for me. I overall really enjoyed it, but there was a lot that I was like missing. Um, and I did not have high hopes for Scarlet and Violet. And like you said, it is not a good finished game, but oh my god, do I love it! 
Like, I don't know how it worked. It's not like it's the concept of the open world Pokemon game that worked. It's badly done. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's just... poorly like it's like Arceus does it so much better. Yeah. And it, it, it was just there's something about it that there was just the pure enjoyment factor that clicked with me again. Yeah, where it, I was, it was just, just fun, around, throwing pokeballs, not paying attention, not thinking about the game. I just, I don't want to yeah. say I felt like a kid again because I, as a kid, I wasn't dunking on games this much. But you know, <laughs> looking at a God. looking at a game that runs at four frames per second and the windmill runs at one, I, yeah. you can't help but you can't help but dunk on it. And there's some weird, stupid charm factor that comes from, yeah. How did they let this through? Yeah, and it, I, it I guess I turned works. that into a positive in my head instead of a negative. And it's a negative, to be clear. It's really bad. Yeah. But I just, I enjoyed it. And I turned my brain off. And now I have so many Pokemon cards over there that I, because of you bastards. Um, I have, I have, I literally have watched you and Justin open like new Pokemon cards in front of me and just play them while we're at like too many games. And I'm just sitting there like, I have no idea what this is. Oh, wait till Crumbjella. We got so many decks now. Oh my God. We have, we have a ton of decks now. We're (laughs) bringing so many. I'm bringing Wochien. I'm bringing that Wochien fire. I don't oh care. Oh, uh, but yeah, it was just, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that somehow a game not only didn't change, it got worse. And somehow that turned it around for me simply because I stopped paying attention. And then I saw my friends playing it and I was like that I want, I want that. And I, mm-hmm. and I got it and it was bad and I liked it. <laughs> God. It's and, a strange game. It's one where if yeah. I sit down and like, analyze any specific parts of it like i come up short pretty quickly right i don't yeah. like i don't think the world is very interesting i don't particularly like navigating it even i think the it's towns little, suck the towns, the towns are suck. awful yeah there's they're there's so unmemorable it's painful there's one interior climbing around is just kind of a weird chore of watching this thing leapfrog hump yeah a yeah. mountain and then maybe po- pokemon the spawn in t- inside you and you get to a fight like Oh, when the they tour, got rid of the shiny, the shiny jingle. That didn't yeah. help either. Why'd they oh. get rid of it? There's no reason to get rid of it. Remember, Chris, remember when we went around hunting for the, the Paul Day and form Tauroses, the each version for like, like an hour and we couldn't find it. And then like, as soon as we get off uh discord chat, I, I Google it and it's, oh, it's only in this one specific spot that even though it says it's everywhere. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just Pokemon to be fair. It's not that game specifically, but yeah. It's yeah. Kind of shiny <laughs> yeah. rock rough. But yeah. that's point. Even with all that, I am up to like three or four hundred hours in both versions total now from like shiny hunting and all that kind of weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. doing a lot of stuff I never really cared to do in other Pokemon games just because it's more accessible now. Like I will yeah. Yeah. fully EV train up a Pokemon just because it's a few item pushes now. And like actually and it, think about that stuff. And it also hides behind some of the worst gameplay in the series. One of the most interesting stories. Yes. Yeah, that, actually, I think, I think that's the biggest like shame I feel with that game for other people is I can't. We were talking about this in my server, so I'm sure that's why it came up. Because I was telling some people recently, like you, I can't recommend Scarlet Violet to the average layperson. Like maybe they'll enjoy it, right? But the story in it, I feel that actually did a really good job of balancing the darker things Pokemon has tried to do now and then, but not being yeah. so lighthearted and kitty at the same time that either end of that spectrum gets taken away from too much. And the final few hours of that game actually have a really interesting plot that I'm like still thinking about a year later and if they if the waiting DLC, for it to wrap up. 
Yeah. If the second I, DLC I'm like doesn't land. I'm praying that I'm, DLC lands. Yeah. If that DLC doesn't land, I'm taking all of what I said back. I'll, I'll be frank. Because <laughs> they set up such an interesting premise that if they mm-hmm. don't follow through, if they just drop that and say, oh, oops, it's all it's all the turtle guy. That's it. It's all Wo Chien. It's all Wo Chien. Then I'm, Wo Chien. I will take it all back. Because, yeah. man. Take it all back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know, they, they, I, they have such a good opportunity here to actually, like, capitalize on some of the the threads that they have laid mm-hmm. and if they don't do it oh man it's gonna be so disappointing because yeah. that, yeah. that just ruins the whole that ruins the entire main plot like retroactively because they just it's sitting right there they shouldn't have the dlc be the uh the thing to address the plot as they're setting it up but of course that's how it works uh, yeah. nowadays i'd rather have Modern that than games. a third version anyway at this point so whatever chris Great. what was yeah. your what was your first uh or only maybe uh, game that lost you and and how do you think it could win you back because i know you kind of empathize with all of these besides maybe pokemon but even that uh, i've had like a less turbulent path with pokemon but i've definitely had some rough spots yeah. with it like you did uh, mine when i had to think of something other than assassin's creed was actually the more i thought about it the forza horizon games which okay. i had cited initially as like a huge comfort food game for me like every time a new forza horizon game came out i was happy i would just kick back I would jump into the game and play it and I'd go along all the roads and you get a little thing that ticks up at the top. It's like, oh, you've been on 37 of the 518 roads. And I'd be like, yeah, that feels good. And just filling in the map and all the weird open world stuff. I really, really, really loved that in the first few entries. But I was looking at my achievements and everything and thinking about the recent entries. I only got three achievements in Forza Horizon 5. Like, I think I played 20 minutes of that game. Wow. Despite it taking place in Mexico and looking like absolutely stunningly gorgeous and all this stuff, I just mm. felt nothing. And I I think I am just done with it and tired of it. Kind of just that's, being exactly the same thing each game. That's kind of how I was with Need for Speed, which is why I kind of kept that away from like being one I would talk about. Because there's not really much to fix it. It's just kind of, hey, mm. it's the same and there's nothing to change. It's just done. Mm. Yeah, right. Like I, I won't expect Forza Horizon Six to shake it up either, right? But it's a weird thing where I think they've improved the feel of the game and the structure and all this stuff from each game. But there's some stuff about that first game I kind of miss too, because it didn't necessarily have a story, but it had like an actual rival character who was your stereotypically grown worthy like i'm such a cool racer and i've got like you know i could get chicks or whatever because my car is real fast but it at least gave you something to work toward in beating him and like i remember the final race against the rival it takes place like across the entire map basically and you hit this highway you just have this weird like five minute stretch of race against the rival and i'm like i haven't felt that in one of those games since Mm -hmm. that right and with car games in general you're into main Forza Gran Turismo or you're into like a weird middle ground WRC game or you're into weird offshoot hardcore sim stuff. And I feel like we lost somewhere kind of what you were getting at that kind of weird middle ground where it's not open world, but it's not circuit based, purely simulation track based the, driving game. I liked small to medium open worlds with custom street races that were just there. I really yeah. enjoyed that vibe. Uh, I know Burnout Paradise is that. I know that's why they got the burnout. Or I know that's why Criterion got the Need for Speed uh, nod anyway, because it was always selling better than Burnout. Uh, I've never really played a lot of Burnout Paradise, uh, mainly because I I think of Burnout as like I want the explosions. Mm-hmm. So I know Paradise has that, but 
it's it's hard to sell a game based on really cool explosions when the car manufacturers say, hey, maybe don't do that. Yeah. So we don't want people to a, see our car blow up and think that could be them. Especially in totally 4K it. when it, people will play yeah. it in real life. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I was just thinking how I'd fix it. And I feel like the only way to really fix it would be to just buck everything it is. Because if you don't know, they're called Forza Horizon because there's a Horizon Festival like an EDM yeah. rave, nighttime, like, um, what's the Las Vegas one? I'm blanking. Burning Coachella. 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 I forgot about Coachella because we co-opted it and made it better, right? So it's, it's like, like Coachella, that. but with cars, yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird thing where you drive by and there's EDM and people being total, like, 23-year-old douchebags constantly. And I'm just over it. And I'm like, what if there was something other reason for these games to be happening at all mm-hmm. instead of this weird... I even like raves and EDM and stuff, but I'm just like, I just need something different from you. And these I weird. See Chris at a rave. Imagine me at a rave, man. You can see it. I'd be Scores of Horizon he's just, 6. He's just staring into the abyss and chewing. <laughs> no. Uh, no, me. Me, no, never. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just thinking of Krubchella, like the. That, like that is what Chris was doing at Krubchella. Like when I was well, in the actually. corner chewing? Yeah, no. Yeah. It, <laughs> No, we broke the with you and bag. your little ottoman. Yeah, when you when someone <laughs> threw an ottoman across the room, that was fun. Yeah, not like not it. like a small ottoman, like the whole couch. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Windows broke, but I don't know. I, don't, I just it's a weird thing where just the feel and of the cars and driving and everything, and, and something else I was tra- chewing on too. Uh, our friend of the show, Mini Me. <laughs> po- <laughs> I did not intend that chewing, pun. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Chew not, it! I did not intend that pun. But anyway, something Minimi was saying a while ago that I disagreed with initially, but over time, I actually totally agree with more and more, is that the game just hands you great cars. Basically, near immediately. There is no... There's nothing to work toward, because you can so immediately get an incredible car that handles incredibly well. And I think I just want to feel like I earned it, instead is, of just like, oh, it's a dream car, so and I, I have I it, had and a, uh, into the game. I had a, I just that was what I liked it. about um sorry no keep going sorry yeah no i i'll let you go because I, I just need to feel a progression right like, yeah i want to feel yeah. like i've accomplished something by the end yeah I, I was gonna bounce off that and say that's what i liked about like need for speed most modern is i always started with like the cobalt ss mm-hmm. and i took that car the whole way i just upgraded its engine <laughs> i i put a i put a the bugatti engine in there and i just made it faster and faster and it won and mm-hmm. I really liked that because it was like I had other cars that I would still upgrade, but I liked being able to take one car and progress and have to fight mm-hmm. for it. And that right. was the thing that even like Carbon, the next game, failed at because you needed a tier two car to beat the boss at tier one. You needed it. You could not do it. The game rubber banded you too hard. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that always like really soured me. And even the bit of Forza Horizon I played, because that was one of those that you had recommended to me and the way back when when we were talking about this sort of stuff yeah i had played a little bit of i don't know four maybe i don't know one of them uh well it was four four was the the weather one four was britain and seasons yeah so three if it was anything yeah uh, either way i played it for like 20 30 minutes and i was in the middle of nowhere driving around and i'm like oh it's cool i can go off road but like eh. why like <laughs> yeah like what's the what what i don't care yeah that was and, three's whole thing yeah. was off-roading in australia which sounded awesome that sounded like it would shake things up. And oh, then, I don't know. If if it was fun, yeah. then Minnie would be telling me about how he did it. Gosh. <laughs> He's probably yeah. DMing you right now about so, how silly. Like, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, 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 God. So I had a, I had a patient who used to play Horizon, Aurora's Horizon. Um, mm-hmm. and, oh, also for those of you who don't know, uh, I work with people with special needs, so I just refer to them as patients. But uh, I had a patient who, uh, who used to play Forza, and, uh, I don't know, like, so when I used to watch him play, sometimes he would like find cars and like barns and stuff like that. Is that something uh-huh. you can do in the new game or no? Yes. The barn finds. There's always some yeah, guy yeah. with a thick European accent being like, oh my God, you got the barn finds. Good job, mate. And yeah, there's just so stroll up on a barn and there's a car. Why are there it. so many barns? Everyone's just leaving million dollar cars in their barns for years. It's like, oh man, we heard about this incredible I, Bugatti in the countryside. You better go get it. No one I else want wants to it. Be, I want this to be realistic where like you find a you find a Corvette sitting in a barn somewhere and you try to turn it on and it's just it's dead. A rat like, jumps the, out of The you battery's dead. <laughs> the the engine is rotted out. Like I want it to be trash. Which I think they do sometimes actually do. They give you like husks in three. Where they're like, oh, you found the husk of an old Mustang. If you pay us money, you can fix it. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> oh, is that like a DLC thing to be like, where you could buy more? No, cars? no, it was like in-game money. It was like you'd oh, find okay. like the. I was oh, going to say that'd be like this car would would be good if you uh, spend forty thousand credits. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be going to a music festival. What? <laughs> yeah, I almost Why wish do I have forty thousand credits? <laughs> I almost wish they did a crazy thing and just popped open Power Wash Simulator. It's like, oh, now you've got to clean the car, mate. Like, at least then you, you get to, like... Go full Yakuza, just yeah. make a bunch of stupid mini games. No, yeah. Forza. Why not? In Comrocho. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Forza, Barnyard Finds, but the pig from Barnyard's there. Okay, Every that too. One. But but hear me out. Forza hey, folks, in you are real time again. <laughs> because there's eight blocks, eight square blocks of mm-hmm. road. And Crowd, you just drive crowded down by it, people. <laughs> crowded by people, and you just race down that. And it's just you race down these ten roads, and you make different different tracks. And there's barn finds somehow. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a barn somewhere. We like found one off Nakamichi the- Street. Get in there, kill you. <laughs> you. You found the barn hidden in in um in paradise in purgatory. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, okay. nothing's yeah. No one's inside, by the way. Oh, it's this so is a bad good. game. I'd play it. Um, oh, I love that. So, <laughs> I guess that's mine. I don't know. Uh, so, so I guess it's, it's so weird not driving with something that's so incredibly good in every way. Mm-hmm. So much money goes yeah. into those games. They have all the car licenses, yeah. every dream car you could ever want. And I'm, I, I, I just realized the other day I hit the point of like I just, I just don't care. Yeah, and, and it's sucks. a shame because like. That's just kind of like, that's why I took the route I did with Pokemon, where I just said, I'm going to not pay attention anymore because it's easier to come back to it instead of swearing off of it and hating it and getting negative about it. Or yeah. like with Halo, like with Halo, I don't think about Halo anymore because when I do, I get sad. But yeah. like, th- there's no reason to lament about it because they don't care. So why should we? <laughs> don't give it, don't give it your mind space. Don't give it your, your soul. Let Money. it, let it, let it go. Let it let it happen, uh, and go. then down the road, hopefully they someone else comes in and says, "Hey, we felt the same way, so we made it good again." And then you're so. like, "Hey, I would like that very much." That happens yeah. sometimes. What I was going to bring up instead was Harvest Moon Story of Seasons, and then you get something like a Stardew, where it's like, "Oh, this is everything I ever wanted. Yeah. Cool." Yeah. When in, when in doubt, have make someone make an indie Halo. I don't yeah, believe. make one person yeah. make everything all on his own. And yeah. <laughs> fourteen years from now, after you paid ten thousand yeah. dollars on Kickstarter, you get 
the pre early access. Uh, yeah, the, the other game, the other game I was thinking of, which I'm not going to go down a whole tangent with that, was Silent Hill. Uh, Rest in peace. Yeah, they and they're bringing it back. Worse. You know uh, what would be a good, a good uh, uh, accompaniment to that would be Resident Evil because there are so many bad Resident Evil games. Yeah, from the, from the PS2 into PS3 gen. Like, yeah. there were so. No, I'm not talking like five and six. I'm talking like uh, that weird multiplayer one that came that out one, on like Xbox Live. That one. I I don't. Uh, I can't remember any of the names, but there are like a thousand of them that you forget exist. Revelations. I heard those are all right. Was, I think yeah, everyone said those were okay. Um. Um, I can't think of the really bad one that I'm thinking of, but either way, continue, Sean. Umbrella Core. Oh, well, yeah, no, it was just like, I, I loved Silent Hill 1, 2, and even 3. I think 3 is really underrated. And then they mm. just, like, over time really lost me. Uh, and the the last game that I played that I was like, I'm done even spending any money on this was uh, their Wii game Shattered Memories. Mm. And I just, I, I, I did not like that game. Yeah. I, I, I know so people, so many people are like, oh, well, it's supposed to like use your fears against you. It's just jump scares. You run straight and then you have to use your Wiimote to like go left or right and just, it's, it's, it's like a, I don't even know. It, no. It, did I they just make it an on-rail shoot or like a real gallery shooter kind of thing? Like Alice in the Dead? Dead Space? Kinda. It's just, it wasn't, it, I just didn't like it. Like they, because they had your character like running, and you'd have to like dodge obstacles and like jump scares that that were coming at you. Um, mm. and then I didn't play, I didn't play the HD remakes that apparently were god awful. Um, PT no, came there'll out. Be a, there'll be a, a PS5 and Xbox and Switch downscaled to 30 FPS version coming soon. I'm sure. Ooh. Can't wait for it. Obviously, you know PT came out. Love that game. I still have a PS4 with that on it. Uh, I refuse to sell it. And then they came out with uh. Then they finally announced, you know, Silent Hill F and uh, the one where like people can like vote on what happens in it, which is asinine to me. Where um, you can, they only called it that so you could press F. Where you can sticker yeah. react with its trauma in a glittery, pretty twee font, which yeah. is just amazing. Uh, but uh, that just feels intentionally upsetting. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's why I'm like, I don't, I just. I don't know what they can do to win me back. Like, it's just, I don't know if they have that same charm to them anymore. Is there a solution to fix it, to take it out back and shoot it so it can't come back? Yeah, just like make a spiritual successor at this point. It's even hard with horror games in general, because so many horror games went down the the jump scare route over time. Uh, And I think it's, it's harder and harder for games to be scary, in my opinion, because... You can get so many more interesting visuals now, but you can't really go as much for psychological horror when we're all very desensitized to it. Uh, that's yeah. why I really liked Alien Isolation. Yeah, that is my that favorite game, horror in the it last goes like, 10 years. for 35 million hours. It's way too long <laughs> because they're like, hey, we're going to make you scared for as long as we want and we're going to decide when it ends. Yeah. And like, yes, there are jump scares, but they're all earned. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think uh, Evil Within also has a couple in there as well. But it's very hard to make yeah. like horror games lately. Like, I don't, I, I feel like even like Resident Evil games lately, uh, like Resident Evil Village felt more like action adventure with some horror elements than horror in general. You know, mm. it's I, I honestly think that if you play The Last of Us one uh, and and two actually on like hard, 
that gives you the same sort of tense experience as like a not as not the same as alien isolation but it gives you the closest thing that you can get towards that level of mm-hmm. being uncomfortable at all times because i always feel tense when i'm playing last of us one on harder difficulties not that i play I it that often that. but uh it's one of the few games that ever really made me feel that way i don't usually feel tense when i'm gaming because my brain doesn't think that way i'm just like oh even if i'm immersed it's fake you know mm-hmm. I-, I grew up watching wrestling i know it's fake Gosh. <laughs> you can't stop getting worked into a shoot uh, Speaking of something that's not fake, our wonderful patrons who had a question of the week for us. Again, if you join that founder tier for $5 a month over at patreon.com slash grub, you can fill out our Patreon question of the week Google form thing, and we will ask one of those questions uh, every single week here on air. Uh, you can even ask multiple questions if you want, uh, and we'll, we might only pick one, but we'll, we'll still, it'll be on the list. We have a whole spreadsheet of questions forever as my screen goes blurry. Aha, there we go. Uh, Chris, did you pick out the question for this week? Yes, I did. All right. This question comes in from Tabriz. Thank you, Tabriz, who asks, should either Sly Cooper or Jack and Dexter make a comeback? If so, what would be your approach for either? I'm going to take this in a you pick one, if any at all, direction, because I feel like the default answer is, of course, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not both, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, also, maybe there, my answer is, no to both i'm going to be controversial and say it it's done it's dead it's buried no more why would it come back please discuss justin what do you think <laughs> no <laughs> why would you ask me justin because you because sh- you you've played sly cooper one yeah, i've played sly cooper one. one and that's it uh and i you know what yeah I'll, I'll, go with, I'll join chris um jack is dead um, we already had a, a big character and Ben T and sidekick. We didn't need another. <laughs> I shouldn't have been on this podcast. I knew this was coming. I'm a bull. Uh, I'm a bull. I think my um, feeling about it is just like I, I had to learn this lesson the hard way a long time ago, and finally just realize it. But like the Naughty Dog of today is not the Naughty Dog of 20 years ago. So to ask them mm-hmm. to make a Jack and Daxter yeah. is asking. The night shift cook to remake the meal the day shift cook made, right? Like it's someone else. They got their own. Well, yeah. yeah. Gamers, gamers are the only group on earth that seem to think this way. I think it's because like film studios are normally more like, hey, here's the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, game studios have a company name and we all get attached to it. Mm-hmm. The, Insomniac is one of the few studios that has a lot of people from the early days still working there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which would be isn't, an exception. In Insomniac's case, I'm not saying this is the case, but generally, it's probably not a good thing to have the same people that were working when they were 20 still working there at 50 because they're probably now out of touch with what makes things tick. That yeah. was an issue, as I went into in my uh, Ratchet and Clank retrospective series, of multiple people involved in production that were there from the start or from the early days that got mm-hmm. moved up through tenure, not through uh, uh, merit, mm-hmm. that caused issues. Mm-hmm. in production of games and they learned from that because uh they're somehow a really well-managed studio that even when they're managed poorly they learn and they're like oh we made a mistake let's fix that that's rare yeah but like naughty dog i think there's probably like what five ten people that are there that worked on jack and one of them's neil Druckmann. uh one of them is the other president of naughty dog who is still there uh not wells the other one uh is it wells? 
one of them announced they were retiring and I lost the plot at that point. Yeah, I was just like, I don't uh, know oh, oh, then, oh, in that case, then he's gone too, actually, because the other one left and went over to uh, THQ and then Meta. So he's a huh. Meta. Um, whatever the case, like, there's very few people that, that still work there that worked even on Uncharted. Like, the turnover of these companies is always high. Mm-hmm. It's never not going to be high because these are very stressful jobs. You work day in, day out. Uh, with or without crunch, you're still going to work day in, day out for three, four years on the, the minutia, the stuff that we don't ever think about and see. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Game development sucks. It's why I didn't go into that role when I started studying for my degree because I was like, no, I want to make money. So I'm going to go into regular, you know, uh, regular computing as a field instead of uh, game design because screw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, you can even look at the Jack for. You know what, Chris, van for a sec. You can even uh-huh. look at the Jack 4 that Naughty Dog was thinking about making, spearheaded by uh, seemingly people who would come in later, whether they were fans of the original or not, or looking to make their own stake in it and maybe take it in a new direction. And Kevin's back just in time for video viewers and yeah, see what yeah. they were thinking. And the answer is, oh my god, it's weirdly realistic. He looks like a Final Fantasy character. No, he looks like Beautiful. he looks like uh, James Franco. Oh my god. Oh, good the- for him. This is the one piece of concept art for Jack 4 that exists. Uh, in the show notes for the audio realm, you'll have a, a, a screenshot linked of it. Yeah. This was the the one concept for Jack 4 that was going to exist. There's actually a few. There's a few on the back as well um, that I can't really show super well. It's just super realistic. And Daxter looks like a friggin' Monster Hunter character. It's stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. That was their idea. That was like, this is what we should do. Because none of them had designed cartoony characters in the last five, six years by that point. And they said, what if we don't do that because we're not qualified? And they made yeah. The Last of Us and changed the trajectory of gaming forever instead. Mm-hmm. Naughty, Naughty Dog should not make Jack ever again. They know that. They're smarter than that. Jack should stay dead. Jack was a directionless franchise to begin with. I'll stay on that hill. I think Slash should just be a TV show, honestly. I think so, too, but not the one they're making. Or they yeah. were making. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like, that's a way to get like interest back in the series because like at this point people who are young don't know what sly is and the people yeah. that are old enough to remember sly those games aren't made for them so they're just gonna be mad that they don't get what they want if yeah. if hypothetically down the road we ever get the chance at true ps3 emulation and we get the the, the sly one through four on ps5 or six through native emulation instead of streaming and they maybe even re-release them in that form there's a chance. I think it's hard. Of, it's a hard sell to say, "Hey, play five, four games and Bentley's Hack Pack." So five games before you <laughs> dare never forget true Bentley's Hack Pack. Five. If you forget Bentley's Hack Pack, I'm coming for you. I <laughs> dare. Bentley's I Hack Pack saved it. the PS3 store from the shutdown. I'll say it single-handedly. <laughs> Without that game, there's no chance. Um, yeah, no. It's I just I would like Sly to come back, but I don't see a world where it makes sense. Uh, unless they reboot it. We, we've said that time and again. Uh, Jack should not come back because there's no realm where you can't just reboot it because even from Jack 2, they didn't know what they were doing. They immediately pivoted after Jack 1 and scrambled and changed the entire story around and they did it again in Jack 3 to salvage what they had from Jack 2 and they just never had an idea of what they wanted to do with it and they shouldn't... I don't know how you do it otherwise because the worst... The worst Jack game, the Lost Frontier, the one that everyone says killed the series, it's really, really bad. The person who wrote the story treatment was one of the only people left that still worked at Naughty Dog at the time when he passed that story treatment along. He was working on writing Uncharted 2, 3, and The Last of Us. That's Neil Druckmann. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, don't use that as as a uh, as a flame fuel for hating that man. It's just an example of what do you do with the, with a guy that you make god in game two? What do you do with a species that's god in game three? You don't do anything. It's not gonna work. Yeah, it's done. If what I were a positive hopeful. way to end this episode. Yeah. If I were hopeful, Sly would be the better series, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Sly Four was good actually kind of person, but same. I, I look I at that. I look at the rest of the fan base. I'm like the only option is for someone else to come in and make it again, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Sanzaru yeah. somehow through Magic or another team again, and yeah, because Sanzaru is on by Facebook now. Yeah, they're I in think. the Facebook meta void of who knows what the hell they've done in the last few years. Probably VR, yeah. but yeah. it's just well, even even the Ratchet games they get flack for being not what people want from. <laughs> 20 years ago like what do you want they're getting beautiful feel good great responsive control games and they're still not happy with it It god forbid jack and daxter whatever the hell that would be that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying people that people that want a jack 5 don't remember what the hell the first four games were like there's no way jack x is the best jack game it's not even close god oh speaking of i just realized i didn't answer because adhd hit uh fun uh yeah jack and daxter is dead i really like those games but uh yeah it's gone and it ended and i think we should just let it end and sly cooper i played the first one but i know that four leaves off the cliffhanger and also four was led by a lot of people that didn't work on the first couple games so it just kind of chaotic three was also ended on a cliffhanger which is why four started off on the wrong foot because they had to answer three's cliffhanger because uh, as much as people give flack to Sanzaru for Sly 4 having a, a story that was a little messy at points, uh, and it was, they had to pick up after Sucker Punch ended Sly 3 knowing that they would never work on Sly again on a cliffhanger, on a on a time machine cliffhanger. Love they did it. the sec- successful next step of Naughty Dog being like, let's make a racing game with an alien in it. People will hate that and never want to play Crash again. They, they, they honestly, they, yeah. yeah. They took that and were like, all right, let's top that. Let's make sure nothing I, can ever happen with this series again. <laughs> I, I just want uncarded, man. Yeah. I'll, fuck, fuck. Uh, uh, screw Jack. Screw, screw Jack. Jack. Give us, give us uncarded. Yeah. For, again, what a Donut positive Drake. way to end. With what Donut a positive Drake, way please. to end this. Uh, yes. I hope to eat crow. What a positive way to end these games. Someday. Yeah. yeah. If there's a Jack 4 someday and it's awesome and makes me care about Jack, everyone wins. Same with Sly. Yeah. I want to be wrong, but I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves the way they're laying right now, and it's uh, it's yeah. not looking good for the home teams they're on both, this one. You reboot them both. There's no other way. Yeah. And, and maybe that's then, cool. What do, you, what do you do with rebooting Jack? Like, uh, God you reboot of War. Jack, and it's just poor yeah. man's Banjo-Kazooie. I, I was just going to say, make Jack just God of War, where, like, Daxter's dead, and he has to, like, bury his ashes. Okay, I'm listening. Jack's hand is sadly on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the little Praxis. He's, he's got a son named Daxter who's just as annoying. Oh my god, yeah, with like the same mohawk and everything. You know what? Uh, you know what? Bring back Jack. Turns into it turns into a bear for some reason. That that's in the sequel. Uh, I don't care. Uh, well, yeah, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to Jack Jack two again. Jack I'm writing two. down Jack of War for a future episode topic. That'll be good. Is this, I think right we're onto the, something. Put, put that put under that right Charlie under in the one. esports factory. Yep, no, Charlie in the Esports Factory, yeah. When that episode drops, everyone will see my vision, is all I'm going to say. That episode is, you know the Utopia meme? That's when we drop that episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's that right there.
when they when we dropped the Charlie in the Esports Factory. <laughs> Cause I got a golden graphics card. Da, 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 da. Hey, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Um, I don't think we have anything to plug, so thanks for hanging nope. out and listening to us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Curbcast. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.